What's up out there, all you cartilaginous folks? Can you believe that we made it to episode 10? It's been a long time coming, but look, this is our first real milestone on this show, and I'm really excited to have made it here. Huge shout out to Max, Matt, and Mikey for making this such a fun experience, and an even bigger shout out to all of you out there listening. Without you, it'd just be us. I don't want to give too much away, but we've got some extra stuff in the works for those of you that support us on Patreon, stuff we're really excited about. We're having such a blast putting this show together and hanging out with you guys. It's been a really unique experience for us. If you want to support us, go ahead and check out knucklebonespod.com and look for our Patreon information and follow us on social media and say hi. On that note, I would like to say to all of our current patrons, thank you. You guys are great, and what you do helps us bring Knucklebones to you in various different ways. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to skip the chit-chat on this episode, go ahead and jump ahead to right about the 10-minute, 30-second mark. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon. Previously on Knucklebones. The crew more or less carried out the task set to them by Mayor Sherrington of Crescia. Find Billiam at the romp house, kill him, and send a message to everyone else in the city who thinks they can cheat the city. More or less, that is, because the crew very cleverly faked his killing. They managed to get a little closer to the truth about Billiam, Pops, and Thelma, too. Apparently, Pops is the leader of some sort of underground crime syndicate. Everybody gasped. (gasps) I couldn't tell at all. Oh no, I did not expect that who thinks that they can take care of the people of Crescia better than the mayor. After creating a crime scene for the fake murder of Billiam, Liza very loudly proclaimed to the city that Blythe's uncoverers of truths and treasures and such have done their jobs and the newly self-proclaimed butts swiftly fled to the underbelly of the city where Thelma welcomed them to capital H home. Bone Boys, Galades, Osteo-NBs, Transtalises, Chitin Kids, and all the cartilaginous folks in between... Welcome to Knucklebones. I don't want to say butts anymore. I feel like it's overdone. You know, I just... I, I, <laughs> the greatest... The greatest heel turn in the history of media. <laughs> So I, I, so part of me is 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 telling the truth when I say that because us saying butts 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 now feels just a little bit like hype man. Yeah. Hey, wait. Like can, can we just get one more butts for the road? Just go. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Butt. No, no, no. Give, give me the chant. Give me the chant. There I go. They said I bet they'll never make it. But just look at us going strong. And I guess with that, we have to retire. We retire butts. I I just want to say, guys, I'm so proud of us. It's too official now. It's a king's thing. I'm so proud of us forcibly... Uh, entering butts into the lexicon of this world, uh, just repeating it over and over and over again. And until then, it was and, something. Until it just becomes a canonical label that we've given ourselves. Uh, I mean, what what else can we have? Great work. Great work. I mean, I, truly great work. I applaud each and every one of you. Who wants to be called the Taskmasters? I, I want to be called so Butts. So dumb. So are we individually... A would Liza? Would Liza? <laughs> yeah. Am I? 
I am a butt, or am I a member of the butts? Is that you, okay? You, how, you are you a are member a, of Team Butts. You are a butts general. Well, it's well, like well, it's like attorneys general. <laughs> let me let me ask you this: When you're uncovering things, do you sometimes uncover treasures? Occasionally, truths only of myself and such. I don't sure. think we've found any suches yet. You're a butts baby. Shot. <laughs> You're a butts, baby. I would I would say that Thelma is a and such. <laughs> Definitely. Thelma yeah, falls actually, within that category. Nick, sure, I would say, surely. I would say we've uncovered zero truths, fewer treasures, <laughs> and know. only suches at this point. <laughs> You're getting that there. Be, You're getting there. That'll be a funny graphic for like a couple episodes in where it's Oh just my like, god, can we track the truths, treasures, and suches? <laughs> <laughs> Just like an old timey scroll, and there's just like thousands of marks in the such column, and like one truth. Oh my god! One truth. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Let's do yeah. that canonically. Somebody, somebody, we have to tally these things. On a little bit different note, I got two words for you guys: double digits. It's episode ten, dudes. Double nucks. Double nucks. You guys believe that? We got 10 of these bad boys in the bag. We're 10 knuckles deep. <laughs> you got well, some weird fingers, man. <laughs> what, if, what if that's how every episode, like what if three years from now Nick gets on and he's like, all right, boys and girls, we're 347 knuckles deep. <laughs> I was like, no, please stop. Stop. I wish you were please not so deep. Don't, don't take it out. That. Take it out. Oh, God. Oh, we're getting God. well past Mr. Hand's territory. Uh, we are earning the explicit title today, aren't we? <laughs> I'm moving, and our and our this room is an absolute nightmare. So give me a sec while I look for my uh, owl bear. I apologize. <laughs> hey, we can't play without our mascot. I just want to go back really quick, guys. <laughs> I'm just so excited. <laughs> you just can't hide it. You're about to lose control. You think I, you like I it? mean, I mean, do you guys understand the implication of episode ten? Town. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's just another ep for me, baby. I mean, as I've written it out and prepped it, it's also just another episode for me. But like, <laughs> it's still, it still feels like a, a goal that it we is... were aiming for, and we, we we hit it. We 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 reached our goal. Ladies and gentlemen, the owl bear is gone. Oh, <laughs> I just want to take a note and say that uh, if you've managed to get ten eps in. Maybe, uh, maybe you want to take this to the next level. Maybe you, uh... You want to get another knuckle in there? Maybe you want to get another <laughs> knuckle in there. You know, maybe you want to... Jesus Christ. Uh, throw some bones in the hat, as it were. What's and, one more? Uh, you're already 10 deep. You're already 10 deep. <laughs> and if you would like to see us, or hear us, uh, continue to do this good, good D&D show... Michael, why, we... why are you making a heartfelt uh, plea to all of our mothers? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, wanted to say that maybe you want to check us out on social media. Maybe you want to buy us a cup of coffee uh, or tea, as it were, in my case, uh, by going over to our Patreon page and dropping a couple dollars in the hat. Um Guys, I, I know that our podcast is streamed on a number of platforms, but now that uh, given our recent change in content, should we be switching to an OnlyFans situation? Uh, <laughs> Here we go again. 
All right, I'm all for it. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna try to make a clean separation here. Let's let's play. Let's play. Like you, like you ever do. This I, is well, like, this is what my, fa- that was that was the doing? cleanest one that I've ever made. Where I just admit that it's not there, that it doesn't exist, and you had to trample me. <laughs> Nick does 17 pickups to figure out how to get a segue. Like, come on. <laughs> Anybody can tell me that I am trash because I'm already well on the way there. So I'll just be like, oh, cool. Someone else uh, knows the truth. I as well thrive on the shit posting. <laughs> so please. <laughs> I, like, I like the idea that we uh, we are sort of consciously creating a community of like just pure negativity. We're like, what if we only had fans who said <laughs> bad awful. things about us? And it's like, no, I actually don't think I would handle that well. <laughs> I would say any negativity that goes towards uh, Matt or Michael, please send my way, and I will, uh, and I will happily be the sacrificial, uh, the what is that, the uh, the goat that is sent out to slaughter. Jesus, uh, as as the person who maybe knows you the least in sort of real life terms before we started all of this, I uh, I feel a very warm and fuzzy feeling for being included in that umbrella. That you were like, hey, this shield extends to you too. Oh, well, I mean, you guys said that you wouldn't thrive under that. Whereas Nick, I feel like, would spitefully continue. Uh, <laughs> Nick would alienate all of the listeners that are on our that's, side. That's the same And future. all the listeners who are not on our side. The same future show we were talking <laughs> about is Nick being like, we're 300 knuckles deep and it's just me playing by myself. Because fuck you, that's why. Look, I want to I want to take a turn away from all this negativity and say, thanks for playing D anD D with me, you guys. Oh, I kind of want to uh, I want to develop this character that I, of Nick in the future, who's like lost all hope and is a creature of spite. Like, <laughs> I like this guy as like a cross between a shitty radio DJ and the Crypt Keeper. Like, Welcome to my show. <laughs> I fucking hate you, but not as much as I hate myself. He scurries across the street covered in a burlap sack in Terminator 2 <laughs> Judgment Day era. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a, that's a show, right? I don't know what it's about, but... All right, we're here to play. Clean clean segue, let's go. Hey, real quick, Nick, okay. I just want to remind you that you named the NPC Billion because I think maybe you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I think... <laughs> You're not wrong. Look, names are really hard to come up with. <laughs> as much as much as I want to like maintain this consistent like nice immersion that I have in this world where there it's like crisp and clean and cool names and stuff, but like I can't always do that. It's way more fun to just go for it. Nick added a full piano and cargo shorts in episode 1. We were never yeah. going to have full immersion. <laughs> it wasn't gonna happen alright speaking of immersion let's get immersed imagine if you would a clean black scene oh surely death would be preferable to this it is not so bad you must eat Babbath the eyes the charred rat What's left of the tail looks like it's about to crumble to ash. Yeah. She drops it to her skirt with disgust. I am not eating this. I could make you, you know. You wouldn't. But 
As she looks into the eyes of her strange new companion, she's not so certain. She saw what happened to those guards when they thought to haul him out for a labor shift. Their callousness turned to revulsion, turned to ravenousness, as they abruptly stopped struggling with the creature, pushing past him towards the rations he'd been stashing in the far corner. The ease with which he stepped past them and shut the door behind him was almost comical. She was so stunned by the whole ordeal, she almost didn't register that he'd opened the door to her own holding cell and simply croaked out, Come. That had been hours ago, and finally the two had stopped to rest in a small dry clearing in an otherwise dense marsh. He was taller than her, only by a small margin, but his gangly proportions and intense red and black colorings made him seem fairly formidable for his size. Now, as he sat beside her, gulping down his raw rodent tartar, she found herself oddly soothed by his presence. She could tell he was, like her, used to being alone, and that his efforts towards civility are from a life long in his past. You are injured. Hmm? Your leg. Did you take harm when they captured you? Oh, no, no. Babitha tugs at her skirt self-consciously, disturbing the rat and finally disintegrating the tail. Nothing like that. Oh, it's been twisted up like a piece of curly willow since I was just a baby. I get by fine, you understand, but it does start barking from time to time. And well, my latest experiment left it a little, uh, raw. She winces. And it wasn't so much captured, per se. I simply wandered into their encampment by mistake. And for this... They imprisoned you. Well, I, I may have mistakenly wandered specifically into their shaman's storehouse. And some things may have mistakenly, you understand, found themselves in my possession. You are a thief, then. <laughs> Only when the moon strikes, darling. No, no, no. In this case, I was uh, simply... Borrowing the alchemist's equivalent of a cup of sugar. Really, it shouldn't have been such a problem. The whole thing was just a misunderstanding. Hmm. I see. And you? What did you do? I took more than a cup of sugar. And why did you let me out? You clearly noted I'm not as quick on my feet as you are. For the first time, the semblance of an expression crosses the grung's face. Something akin to contemplation? And then he shrugs, returns his gaze to the fire, and says, I like your hat. Babitha smiles, lifts the wood-fired rat to her mouth, and says, I think we are going to get along nicely. We see coming into view, fading in. We see all of your backs as you walk into this sewer system antechamber that you found yourselves in it's large dimly lit and it smells although only barely surprisingly somewhere on the upper floor the out of tune strings of a lute are slowly being poorly plucked the feeling as you first enter is one of confusion maybe disgust that people appear to be staying in here in a small tent villa off to one side but as you slowly walk in you see a few of the children sitting at a few different tables towards the center of the room and seeing a couple kids skitter about smiling and laughing, you realize that, yeah, this place feels a little bit like a home. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's actually quite cozy here, Thelma. 
I know I have been in much worse places uh, throughout my childhood. These children seem to be not on the edge of death, which is a win in my book. So. <laughs> I mean, that's a huge win. I yeah, mean, truthfully, I mean, I mean, that's like score one, win one. You've been to worse places than this. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Gaultier, have you been outside? I mean, have you seen no, the streets? I spent I mean... many a night camping <laughs> under the stars in a rough bush situation. Uh, but this oh, is my dear, sweet, different. sweet, shiny man. Well, no, I know it's me. no grand suite at all, but it's not that bad. Look, people are happy. They're not hungry. Not really, anyway, sometimes. Well, now, that is a positive. Well, and I hope that you'll have a, a bunk for old Billiam here. <laughs> she starts leading you guys in, and as you guys are walking in, it's probably like 25 yards to get to the to the middle of this chamber. Like I said before, this anteroom is, is fairly large. I think I, I think I put it at about 1,000 gross swayzies. Like, it's a pretty big <laughs> space. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody seems like super chill that you can see. And then as you're approaching the center... You see a couple of these kids that are playing this game on one of these tables. The one one kid smashes his hands down on the table and he grabs the board and flips it up in the air. You're a damn dirty cheater, Scooter. You know that move isn't allowed. Shouts at this other kid. The pieces go flying through the air. And then Thelma smiles over to you guys. I know you're just going to love it here. It's It's super great. As you guys walk in, and these kids see Thelma and you guys coming in. It's almost like one after the other after the other look over and acknowledge you and see you. And then they make eye contact with Thelma. And there's probably a half dozen kids. At first, one of them looks over and he smiles. Thelma! And then another one. And then before you know it, there's six kids that are running around. All of you guys kind of, they're like tugging at your sword maybe. And they're like grabbing at your clothes. But for the most part, they seem to be like grabbing up at Thelma and talking to Thelma. What was it? How was Sirfendal? Was it cool? Is it what everybody says that it is? I can't wait to go. Tell me all about it. Tell me all about it. And you guys are kind of getting this feeling that like Thelma is pretty well liked by children. Okay. So everything 100% checks out, guys. This simple-minded idiot does great with children. It all checks out. Oh my God. I feel so bad. I will I will take it more easy on, on them. You know, I, it makes sense. I actually feel better now in retrospect because we left her, you know, with those children back in Tinctorum and we didn't really know what was going on. I mean, first and foremost, anything would have been better than what we were dealing with there. Have we had a minute to process that bug? Anyway, we'll talk about that later. It's giving me nightmares. It's fine. I'm not sleeping at night. I've got plenty of potions for that. Um, tell me, darling, um, I believe that it is important that we go speak to Pop Post Haste. Yeah, I think you're probably on to something with that. Huh? That's probably not such a bad idea. As you you guys are having this little interchange with her, the kids are like tugging at her. This The kid that you noticed yelled uh, yelled about being cheated in this game. He still looks fairly serious, and he's wearing these, like, thick-rimmed glasses that you can clearly see have no lenses in them, and they're kind of, like, cracked and bent. He's got a just a blazer on, and you see him, like, he's glowering at <laughs> Thelma, where where everybody else, and pants, and pants, Matt, relax. Um, <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're the one who chose the word choice, just the he's, blazer. He's wearing just blazers in, in camo cargo shorts. 
is Pops just is is Pops just the general manager of a Thunder from Down Under? <laughs> and uh, right, so, so all these kids are jumping around Thelma, and as as this like noise is kind of shouting and hooraying is going on, more kids are like popping their heads out, and a couple of like teenagers, older kids are like popping their heads out from this little tent villa off to the side. And you can see that they're all excited, but this one this one kid is just seems really kind of pissed off, and he like starts to walk away. So do these do these kids look like they look like the children of a sort of like weird commune settlement uh, where like maybe they're a little underprivileged in some ways, but like things are okay here. Or do they look like a collection of like orphans who have been like abandoned? Like, like what level of sort of like dirty, grimy street children are we talking about? I don't think that those two descriptions are exclusive of each other. Okay. But they, but they seem like, does it seem like they're generally like well cared for and stuff here? And the things are like maybe a little meager, but good. Or is this like a, you know, dirty little pit? Do they have a caretaker? Is this a bunch of like orphans that are being cared for? Is this a, is this a, it's a hard knock Safe. life situation or is this a uh, Neverland situation? Yeah. Well, which on, on a scale of hard knock life to Lord of the Flies, where are we at here? <laughs> Uh, I think I think what you're seeing right now is a lot of happy kids, uh, and not just happy to see Thelma, but like generally not miserable, which which speaks volumes based on what you've seen in Crescia so far. Okay, so they seem like you know relative to the population, they're doing okay. Yeah, they don't they don't none of them seem to be wearing like any nice clothing or anything like that. They don't have expensive looking shoes or. Uh, you know, nothing really stands out on them. So, so we're to believe that camo cargo shorts are like an easy thing to get in this world. <laughs> Only in and, Crescia. And, and also child-sized blazers. <laughs> so none of them, uh, none of them seem to have, like I said, they don't have nice clothes. They have like one step up from rags. Hmm. Um, and, and as I've described previously, like there's like rolls of textile and stuff in this particular room. Like there is an amalgamation of random assorted goods in here. So all these kids are jumping up at Thelma. They're they're like grabbing at her and shouting at her as she she's kind of gesturing everybody to get down and kind of pushing them away. Now you know you know we have to report to Pops. We just got back. We gotta go talk to him. You guys know the rules. So she's like gesturing them away and she's following this other this other kid in the in the lensless glasses and the <laughs> the blazer and camo cargo pants down this like well, kind of like when now. you go you go uh well they're the zipper they're, ones so you can change the them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, uh, god damn it i was gonna make the exact same joke i thought they were tearaway <laughs> pants <laughs> no oh, no no they're shit. the zippers so oh, okay. when you go in this room like you hit the the central chamber and if you turn right the this kid is going down towards the right and you guys are following this kid. Thelma is following the kid. You're following Thelma. Um, and you guys go down this hallway where it's like, it's like this makeshift wood panel hallway that almost looks good, but it's, but it's like, you can tell that they just grabbed random scraps of plywood or types of wood that they found throughout the city and like made it look as good as they could. And finally this kid, the kid goes off to a door on the left, opens up a door and goes in. Thelma follows and she like waves you guys in and, you go into this small, maybe 10 by 15 room um, and it's an office and it's got this like small, it looks like a disorganized restaurant manager's office. There's like a cheap desk on one, like in the middle 
It's you there's all sorts of like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about though. I know exactly there's what you mean. there's different types of papers that are all kind of in disarray. Uh, there's this like dirty, gross red carpet that maybe was nice once upon a time and stained ceiling tiles. This kid that you followed in goes behind the desk and you see him like climb up onto this chair and plops down and he leans back and finally you guys realize you thought this was a kid. This is just like a very clean shaven and clean gnome. And he leans back in his chair. <sighs> Are you an elf? Are you one of those South Pole elves? <laughs> Not from, from, no, don't, don't laugh at my associate here from the clan of Keebler. Yes. The small South Pole elves, of course. I'm a gnome, you fool. Oh, Thelma? <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely a gnome. I mean, look at him. You thought this yeah. guy was an elf? He's clearly he's clearly a gnome. Anyways, I mean, look. Let me let me just get right down to business really quick, okay? Is that all right? Pops. Yes, of course. Pops. Are you saying Okay, never mind. You said cleanly fully shaven, and I was like, oh, you meant like a dwarf that had been like fully shaven and that would be really weird. But like a No, gnome I described him as a gnome. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He just um, looks. He just looks very young. He yeah. does. He does look um, misleadingly no, young. I'm just imagining just a very smooth person. A very small. He almost looks like a kid. Yeah. What kind of gnome does he look like? He's got. He's got a nice complexion. He wouldn't. He wouldn't shave his gnome beard if he didn't have like a nice face. That's not what I meant. I just meant like, does he look like a rock gnome or does he look like a forest gnome? Oh, certainly what? a forest gnome. Stab with the wood down. You know? So Thelma gestures towards Pops. So this is the big guy. This is the guy on the, you know, the top of the, the, the top of the pyramid over here. You know what I mean? This is Pops. Pops, these are my buddies that I made. Look, I know that she leans in. Look, I know they can be, they might look a little bit rough around the edges. I know, <laughs> I know that, I know he's a knight. I, I know he's a knight, but trust me, he's all right. pleasure to meet you, darling. Absolute pleasure. We've heard so much about you. I... Listen, I uh, I have to just say, your girl Thelma here, she's a true delight. She's been a real real asset while we've had her on board. Um, you've clearly done a good job with her, and those children out there look like they're doing pretty good art too. And Pops, Pops jumps up on his chair, and then he steps up onto, <laughs> onto his desk, and he steps forward, and he lowers his little glasses. And who might you be? Oh! <laughs> Babitha Burbage, uh, if, if you please. Um, <clears throat> Babitha actually... Burbage, it rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Mm. I just... What a yeah. name. Liza, Liza leans what over and like... Liza just fully like holds back uh, Blep because Blep is just like <laughs> so mad right now. <laughs> and Liza just like reaches down with a gloved hand and is just like holding him back. I have to say, I haven't seen one of our kind here in quite some time, and, well, forgive me for saying, but you're not so hard on the eyes, young lady. <laughs> oh, you are a charmer. I see why you've got just everyone here just at your beck and call. I just, I just didn't. Um, listen, um, Pops, may I call you Pops? Is that, is that all right? Oh please! I would be I would be so honored if you would just call me Pops. It makes me feel so good. Oh, I'm so relieved to have you here. 
Oh, wonderful, wonderful. No, he, si- no. he sits, he, he hops down and like dangles his legs off the edge of the desk if, facing you. If his next request <laughs> is for us to throw our hands in the AO like we are true players, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Do you get the vibe that this man doesn't want, he needs to fuck? Do you, do you get that vibe? Because that is the desperation. It, it is palpable. Yes, well, normally I wouldn't uh, deign to judge others for their uh, predilections, so to speak. But it does oh no, seem you and I get around big time. It, it does seem like a cactus in a drought, if you get my meaning here. This whole time you guys are talking, Pops is just like putting the moves on Babitha. And listen, it's working. Like, it is so working. Roll for Babitha's moves. A- Babitha's Roll for a moves. Gnome, right? Like she's got needs like anybody else. Like this sounds like he's a a young gnome, you know, young looking gnomish man. Like he leans forward, he puts his puts his elbow on his knee and leans forward. So what do you guys what do you guys need? Pops, I actually a couple of things. So first and foremost, that I brings have you to a... my humble abode, Miss Burbage. Well, first. Thelma, obviously, as I mentioned, absolute delight. <laughs> totally adore her. Um, and which, uh, which unfortunately brings me to um, another one of your uh, your. Um, um, <laughs> and she kind of like gestures to Thelma. She's like, workers, daughters. Oh, one of my kids. Uh, one of your kids. Yes, one of the so children. One of- one of the children, yes. So, um, Willow, I, I believe her name is. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. You said something about Willow. Yes. Yeah, so here's the thing. Willow what? and Willow and Thelma and um, what was the other one? Chicken. What was that? Would be it? it would be Rooney, obviously. Rooney. 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 Yep. They yep. they run as so, a pack. I was thinking they run it. as a pack, and I will say, like a, a fairly efficient pack. Um, they did come across us in the woods, tried to get the upper hand, um, and you know, luckily worked out in our favor. It was truthfully, honestly, it was a bandit road. We knew what we were doing, no harm, no foul. But I was really disappointed when Willow and Rudy were just very quick to just immediately abandon poor Thelma here. Um, whereas we just we thought, well, that's just. That just doesn't seem like loyalty to, to us. We are a band that respects loyalty. We are a band that that, that respects resourcefulness and usefulness. Well. We would never just leave someone behind that didn't have a that could mm. that could serve a purpose. Honor among thieves and all that. Well, that is generally speaking how we like to do things, honor among thieves, but yeah, yeah. Willow is in charge because she's known to be a little bit hot headed and more often than not, she's been able to get out of trouble. Believe it or not. Well, we did. In, I mean, she was able to get out of trouble in the sense that she ran away. Hmm. Um, but what, more point my over. I just, it's just something to think about. I'm not here to criticize. You, like, I, you seem like I am. policies in place. But it seemed like kind of like, I mean, if we're being, listen, we're, we're friends, Pops. Can I just be? Can I just be candid with you? It was kind of a dick move. It just seemed like a dick move, right? And, and might so, I interject, we did not murder Billiam. He is, in fact, here with us. <laughs> a thing oh, that perhaps we should have led with. My, we're getting <laughs> to that. Listen. Oh, my gosh. Listen, you have no idea what it is like. We'll get to that. Have you ever heard of a group by the name of Buck? Now, oh, damn it, Liza. What a ridiculous name. 
Oh, I, no. I apologize. We are also known by the prestigious and ever cumbersome name of the Blythe's yep. Uncoverers yep. of Truths, yep. Trevors, yep. Treasures, Tremors, <laughs> and such. Nope. Uh, well, How many Trevors oh, have oh, we found? Sort of. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I'm looking for Trevors all the time. <laughs> I understand that you might be searching for something, but let me just... I need to take one step back. Thelma. No, first, 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 first. I, I'm so sorry. Pops, please, please. Uh, all of this was just really preamble. I just wanted you to kind of square away where we were at uh, with everybody. Again, no harm, no foul. We're not. It's how you run your business. We just wanted to make you aware of the situation. However, what, we, what I will say here is because we recognized Thelma's resourcefulness uh, and brought her along with us and uh, I told her we'd bring her home to you, uh, we were put into a fortuitous position wherein we were able to save uh, another one of your associates by the name of Billiam. We'll, we'll get to Billiam. No, one moment. One moment. Okay. He adjusts his glasses. Uh, well, the point is, we were uh, contracted as, uh, well, I mean, it was more ordered, or, well, I mean, the order was more implied. Anyway, we were told by the mayor, go to the romp house, kill whoever runs the romp house, make a, make a big scene out of it. And we were like, I mean, yeah, sure, yeah, whatever you say, mayor. But then, like, we got out the door and said, obviously, we're not going to do that, right? That Sherrington we- is a joke. I'm glad that you had that reaction. I'm glad that you've come to me. Right. You've and come to the like, right place. You know, we had no, we had nothing but uh, a good experience, a good exchange uh, w- with Billiam, and, and overall romp house uh, environment was was well. Um... She has the claim of the rightful job title, but I think that everybody agrees that well, it should be me. Now you understand, pops. We've been sent down here uh, on behalf of the king himself. That's the B, but for Blads, of course. Uh, so we must comply at least somewhat with these uh, sanctions and permits here with the mayor. We are actually in search for an entirely different uh, artifact, you see. Now, perhaps you've seen some strange lights in the sky, seen these uh, specters and such? Well, certainly certainly I've seen the specters, but the lights in the sky, that's interesting. This is the second time today that I've heard of this. Oh, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the first. Perhaps first you could make a donation to the home. Hmm? Oh, oh, the lives sure. of Thelma and Billy aren't worth anything to you. Yes, I would say that our saving of your fence would be a fairly good donation. I think you misunderstand. Perhaps you could make a donation to the home. Are you talking about sex? Damn it, Liza. I'm talking about tangible, retrievable items that could huh. be sold or... Yeah could create a profit. Well, okay, so I do have this. I do have this potion. I am running a business here, after all. I can promise you it does something. (laughs) I just realized how much Babatha trading potions is like us being total fucking meth heads, being like, I'm making cook this with a car battery. Check it out. (laughs) No, uh, no, um, it, it could heal you. You're going to love this batch. I, I swear to you, you're going to love this fucking batch. It's fucking strong. Yeah, it's fucking, oh, holy shit. I, I gotta say, it's fucking wild. 
I think yes. I think wow. that the one question uh, this might be an acceptable donation to the home. What's the value of this potion? Is really what it boils down to for me. Incalculable. Well, well, see, that's where it gets tricky. See, I'm not really sure. So, um, it might heal you. It might also make you fly. So, what is the one in six chance of you flying worth to you, my friend? He's now he's now standing on top of his desk, like shut, kicking papers away, and he just like kneels fully down on onto one knee. Perhaps the potion and a date. <laughs> well, I would have included that for free, but... <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on here. Y'all are perverts. <laughs> he, yeah, he reaches out and he'll, he'll look at the potion for a moment. And he, like, shakes it around a little bit, and then he, like, goes back, jumps back down on his chair, opens up a drawer, and drops it into uh, his little his little desk. I'm not sure what that might be worth, but it's worth information, surely. Surely. But first, I need to step back, and we need to talk about Willow, Thelma. Yeah, Pops, look, we were fighting, and, like, I, these, these guys, I don't remember who it was, but one of them just shot me, and I was out. I thought I was going to die for sure. For sure. And Willow and Rooney just booked it. They just left me. Full disclosure, that was me. Liza's just <laughs> Liza's just in the back of the room, just like waving their hand, just like, I fucking brained her in the fucking chest. But I spared her life. It was fine. Oh, we, yes. We're a real tag team. Yeah. Nash out. And the effort to keep things fair, as we do, Thelma, does, does Willow need to be punished? Now, well, now, hold on a minute there, Thelma. I think that perhaps in the uh, extenuating circumstances of everything that's been going on here, uh, I believe that Willow and Thelma, you can help me out here. And I'll give her like a big sort of like as much of a nod and a wink as I can get away with. Uh, like, Of course, we were a particular sort of expeditionary force out on the roads there. So for them to encounter us and not return as uh, full-handed as they might have otherwise is to be expected. And of course, we have a return to Thelma and your friend Billiam here to uh, pay our recompense and, and interface with you directly, Pops. Thelma, as you're trying to talk to her, Galtier, Thelma, like, kind of stares daggers at you just for a second, and then she puts up, like, like her, her two fingers at you. Mr. Galtier, sir, all due respect, obviously. We weren't all raised with silver spoons, all right? Sometimes the means to keep things balanced and organized, it's not always pretty. Oh, no, that's not a, at all what I'm trying to say. What I mean to tell your uh, associate, Mr. Pops, here is that uh, failure in this instance is uh, not only the predicted outcome, but also the desired one, because that has brought us all together here to this moment. He's trying to be as nice as to say it was inevitable for you to get absolutely fucking wrecked by us. Yes. But that doesn't change the fact that she did leave you. Yes, sad. I don't know, Pops. Sounds like she should probably be punished to me. I wouldn't even say punishment. Do you have like a, a... a, a video about abandoning teammates that you can make her sit down and watch. Perhaps Maybe there's some a form of corporate education you could 
Hi, Don Johnson from Miami Vice here to talk to you about abandoning teammates. On the set of Miami Vice, I never abandoned my teammates. Oh, God. I can picture this so clearly. It is physically painful. Thelma looks to Pops and she says, Is Willow here? Did she come back? Because if she's here, Pops, I want to do it. She's had it coming for a while, if you ask me. And hes you can see the look of concern on his face. And he says, now, now, Thelma, you know that that's my job. Don't worry about it. She's not here, however. She was here this morning, arrived late last night. And interestingly enough, she was actually asking about lights in the skies. Similar to what your handsome friend mentioned. Oh, well, thank you. I believe that that may be inspired by us. Yes, yes. We were en route following some lights in the sky under the king's direction. Now, hold on a second. To be fair, we also saw it. Uh, 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 yes, that's it's very true. Then you purported to waylay random travelers along the road. Clearly a low priority for your particular organization. Well, we almost got it from you, if you're asking me. I mean, anyways, anyways, let it go, let it go. You guys are... You guys are working together now, right? Yes, absolutely. I guess. Real quick, out of character, huddle up. Do we? Ha- we don't actually need anything from Pops, right? We just wanted to like see what that was about. We think there's info we can get from the mayor now that we've, you know, big air quotes, killed Billiam. To me, I think yeah. Pops is just someone to have in our corner as like yeah. a, a continual relationship to develop. So maybe just we because- just play nice, make friends, and then in the morning go see the mayor or something like that? Yeah, yeah that's kind exactly. of what I was It's kind of like letting us ride the middle, right? Where, yeah, like, we were able to do what the mayor said without hesitating, but without actually, like, you know, upsetting an entire criminal syndicate. You guys have this out-of-character conversation in character, and almost immediately, <laughs> Pop says, Pop says, she came looking for it, and, well, Ham, Ham and Tanja were working a job, and they saw one. They saw it land towards the top of Crescent Dome. Ham and Tanja. Ham and Tanja. And these are people of some sort. Well, that's uh, not a very polite way to discuss. The, One of them is my named children. Ham, and the other is named Tanja. That's well, you correct. Can't, you can't pick your name. <laughs> oh, but you well, can goddamn what? fucking yeah. change it. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I believe you uh, just implied that you chose the names Ham and Tanja. I, I most, I most certainly did not choose the names. So there's no, there's no garbage. world in which I personally chose these names whatsoever. Oh, it seems like you would be the guilty party. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it just seems it though. So Liza did, uh, did a perception check to see if Willow is in there and got a thirteen. I also just. Oh, yeah, we roll dice in this game. Yeah, I see Liza as also just kind of wandering around uh, as Pops is enthralled with Babitha and is just kind of doing the exact same thing that they did in... uh, uh, Oh, gosh, what's his name's house? Um, The the guy who died. Mal and Ducky's house? Yeah, Mal and Ducky's house. house. I, I, I see them doing exactly what they did in that house, where it's just, like, absentmindedly, like 
pawing their hand through like valuables and things just to see if there's anything actually of value are you are you like wandering around just the office or like the whole kind of no just the office i'm i'm kind of figuring just kind of like wandering around the edges of the office looking in like bookshelves or shuffling papers like things like that so like i described his office is like a typical messy restaurant manager's office so there's like cupboards that have boxes of paperwork like nothing that is notably significant to you in any way like one of them is labeled 1998 and you're like this doesn't make any sense to me it's all just like old smelly paper that you don't get the impression from you looking around that he really uses this place okay so it's basically just like it's a place to meet not a place to to have things yeah yeah it's like about it's about maintaining the illusion that he has a a business office gotcha gotcha okay and you you definitely don't um walking through the the main chamber earlier and down this hallway you you didn't catch any glimpse of wilma or wilma that's nobody (laughs) of willow (laughs) okay cool but pops does go on to tell you that uh him and tanja saw this this thing crashed up on kresha dome and when Willow came back, she was asking about it. So naturally, Ham and Tanja told Willow where to go. If that's what you're looking for, you might just ask Ham and Tanja. Nick, with Galtier's uh, sort of background in the region and his skill as a cartographer, am I like familiar with Crescia Dome? Um, what is your what is your cartography skill? Uh, I, have, I have proficiency in cartography, like tools or whatever. Give me a cartography roll. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, uh, what skill, like what um, attribute do you want me to use with that? I would let you roll it as a history roll, probably. Uh, whatever that is, probably intelligence. Okay, so intelligence. I don't get anything, but I am proficient, so plus two. Cool. Uh, it's a 15. Um, yeah, you have some relative familiarity with Crescia Dome. You know what it is and where it is. You aren't necessarily familiar with the exact layout of it. But it's essentially on the far side of Crescia. So Crescia, Crescia rests in between the two stones river. So it kind of forks off around Crescia. And on the back side where it meets again is at the base of this too big to be a hill, too small to be a mountain. And it's Don't, a very, yeah, it's a very, um, I have to, I have to make an admission to you guys. I don't know if dome is a normal thing for a lot of people. I know we have a lot of them in Alaska, but I don't know if that's a thing like everywhere. They're not. I'll just tell you as a person who lives in a in a fairly <laughs> mountainous area, domes aren't a thing, bud. Yeah, typically what they're referencing, if I'm not mistaken, is like typically the dome it was like a geodesic dome that was on that location and then that just oh. became and known as that. Place. Okay. Interesting. I never I never thought about that. Yeah, we have domes in Alaska. Yeah, the only domes uh, that I really know of are like in central Oregon. All that is to say, Galtier, you're familiar with Crescia Dome, what it is, where it is, um, but you're not familiar with the exact layout of like anything up there, any landmarks or anything like that. Okay. It would be safe to assume that there's like walking trails and things where somebody traveling might go over the dome, but generally speaking, you'd go around it or take the river. Do we get the impression that, uh, and I guess this is a question for both Nick, but also Michael, is, is, are Babitha and Pops going to spend a little time in the office if we sort of amble our way out of here? Well, we agreed to a date, so uh, I figured that she and Pop are going out somewhere, and that that would give you guys time to kind of explore. I think I think Galtier will sort of push the issue on like, now, 
Obviously, we are planning to spend the night in your fine little uh, establishment here. <laughs> Perchance, is there an accommodation for us? Perhaps you've noticed, but out in the main chamber, there's a bit of a mattress on the floor type situation. That's generally where most and of I the kids sleep. Wouldn't be my first time in an outdoor barracks. Thank you very much, sir. I believe uh, you have some duties to attend to, and I'll shoot a little wink. Feel free to wander the wander the catwalk and see if there's a spot to sleep up there if you prefer a vantage. Oh, much obliged. Thank you very much. Uh, Pops, I, a quick question. All of these children look fairly lithe, very healthy, and somewhat smart. Uh, Thank you. What <laughs> Thank are you. the... One of them is named Ham. That's, it's, I'm going to just move What can right. I say? He loves Ham. I'm just going to move past it. Uh, Pops, uh, if I sleep, can I be assured that none of these children are going to try and steal my shit? Because I just want to let you know, when I wake up and people are stealing my shit, they die. Oh, I absolutely cannot guarantee that. Okay. Uh, are there any children that you are especially partial to in case I do maybe kill them? Well, if you had anything that was of any value, I, you could donate it to home. Do you have a safe? No. This is a community. Scratch that. This is not a community. I'm the. F I'm, this is a family, and I'm the patriarch. It's fine. I will figure it out. I will hopefully not kill anybody. If you're concerned about your goods, hush, hush. I understand. You can leave them in my office. Okay. Can I sleep in your office? Can I make an inside check on whether or not that's actually more secure? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, please. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys get the idea. Like, you can sleep wherever the hell you want. It's just that there's like mattresses and stuff that are just like on the floors in the main room. So, like, that's generally the most comfortable place to sleep. Liza is just going to be very uh, shameless about grabbing a mattress from the central area and dragging it back to the office. <laughs> And just being like, this is my place for the night. <laughs> the, they just carry on their conversation and before they know it. Liza comes, Liza comes back with the mattress and plops it down in the middle. <laughs> Thanks, Pops. As they are dragging it in, uh, the mattress in, I got a 14 on the inside check. There is no lock on the door and it doesn't latch very well, but it does latch. So... You sleep in front of it with a mattress, you know, you'll get... Yeah, you could you could find a little bit of privacy in this room if Pops let you stay in here, and he doesn't seem to be against it. Well, it seems I need to go find myself a mattress. There's a bunch out there. Uh, I grabbed the best one, so good luck. <laughs> uh, I will also go uh, mattress hunting. Blep is over picking up the pieces of the board game that Pops sent scattering and setting them back on, on the table inviting the small child to join him for a game. Do you know Tack? He nods. But you but you can't talk though. He just kinda cocks his head and looks at you. Cool. He moves a piece out and they you guys can go ahead and play Blep and Scooter start playing a rousing game of Tack. Yeah, you guys can sleep however you want in whatever arrangements. Get a nice little rest in uh, so before we go to bed, Gautier would like to look for, um, I don't really know exactly how to phrase this. So maybe the oldest kids or the kids who look like maybe they have the most like outside of the sort of enclosure time. 
whoever mm-hmm. ventures out of the, the little community the most, you know, who might have some like street knowledge. Uh, trying to find the group of kids I think I can maybe uh, talk to a little bit and maybe learn something about Willow and or this shard. Yeah, it's pretty easy to identify. A lot of these kids are sub 10 years old. A couple of them are like early adolescents. And then there is, there's one kid who like, as you're walking around, you make your way up on this catwalk type thing up in the, the upper floor and walking around, you see this kid is like laying down on the, uh, on the concrete floor and he's plucking away at this loot, the same the same loot that you heard earlier. And he's, as described, he's not particularly good, but he's just kind of laying. And you can tell that he's having having a good time plucking by himself. And looking at him, you he's about 17, 16 or 17 years old. And he's got these like, this like tousled, unkept red hair. And he's just plucking around at, at himself. And he looks identifiably the oldest kid that you've seen here. Um, can I, do I know the song he's playing? Is it like a, uh, no, it's just, he's just plucking. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to play. Okay. I want to uh, approach him and be like, <laughs> Oh, now that's a fair bit of skill you have with that instrument there. Young sir. Perhaps you'd like to learn a song from another land. <laughs> no way, man. I suck. Oh, I don't think so at all. He slowly like turns over and starts standing up. He says, you're, you're quite a bit better than I was at your age, that's for sure. He looks you up and down. You're a real knight, aren't you? What are you doing here? Well, the service to the king brings you to all manner of places. Uh, places near, far, big, little. Places where you can learn a new song or two, if you know what I'm saying. I guess I wouldn't mind getting a little bit better. Oh, yeah, let me show you a little something there. Make a uh, little bit of money. You can meet a couple of girls. It's really not so bad being able to play this thing. Oh, absolutely not. I travel with a, a person myself, a good friend who is quite skilled. They, of course, clean up every time we stay at one of the roadhouses here. I'm, by my part, a, a, an amateur, but I do dabble a little bit. I wipe the fucking floor with everybody. <laughs> yeah, they are quite uh, fond of their own selves. Goddamn right. <laughs> and many others, if you get my meaning. Even more so. Yes, yes, sir. If you have a song to show me, yeah, that would be really cool. Really, uh, what the hell is it called? A performance, uh, performance bone. Ooh, performance bone. Here we go. A P bone. Uh, sixteen. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, what song do you play? Um, I think that um, Gaultier's family. When I was a young boy, <laughs> my father. <laughs> oh. it's, just, it's just who let the dogs out. Um, no i think um i think that because even though like galtier's family they're sort of like old uh you know royal family they've been sort of insinuated into madrigal for a long time um but i think they do like whatever it is about his sort of like uh kind of interesting accent and wherever his family is sort of originally from there's a little bit of that sort of old folk music feel so uh the um, our Belayan version of his sort of like French Cajun, whatever it is. One of those songs that is like, 
uh, maybe still a pretty popular song that people would know about it, but it definitely comes from that sort of like cultural lineage is like one of the three songs he knows how to play. And it's like, sure, yeah. it's one of those like drinking with the boys. Uh, they would play it when they were like around the campfire on an expedition <laughs> or something kind of a deal. Something real simple. Yeah. He's so into it. Um, sir, that was, that was great. That was probably the coolest song that I've heard since I had this thing. Oh, well, thank you. You just keep on practicing. You're going to be mighty good one day. I'll, I'll be all right someday. Say, uh, that's you, pretty you know, cool. You know, Willow comes through here sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will was here earlier. Oh, yeah. We met her right there on the road. It's what you saw us coming with Thelma, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they went up to, what, they went up to Sirfendal. That was like a while ago. Yeah, no, that's where we, we met them along the road there. Oh. Uh, we were actually hoping to uh, get in touch with Willow again. Sounds like she's heading on up to the dome here. Uh, oh yeah, I, I was talking that? to her earlier. Yeah, oh. I, yeah. I told her. I told her. So I was doing a job. Me and me and one of the other girls here, and uh, and we saw this like, it was. I don't know how to describe it. It was just like this. The sky just lit up for a second at the top of the dome, and like this giant white fireball just crashed into it. It was crazy. We didn't really know what to do, so we just ran away. We were terrified. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it before. Um, I want to pull out some of my cartography supplies and, like, sketch out just like the, you know, sort of like a big circle with the city and the river and where the dome is, like real rudimentary map. And be like, now, when you saw that thing, do you have any idea about where you think is a fireball landing? Oh. Can I can I see that? And he he grabs your uh, oh, oh, your pen. Absolutely, yes. No, you, you've got this. You've got the curve wrong over here, and the trail the trail goes over this way. If oh. you go from the trail right there, you'll see the you'll see the tree growing out of the rock. It's like it's almost at the top. If you if you if you go all the way to the top and see the sign up there, you went too far. It's where the tree comes out of the rock. You got to cut right and go back there. I don't know. Half a mile. Oh, now this is mighty helpful. Think, what, what was your name, young sir? It's it's just out. It's just past that. You you can't miss it. I mean, it was terrifying, and it was huge. Um, he's what? he stands up a little bit, and you can tell that like he's proud of himself for carrying himself so well uh, to a night, and he puts out his hand like very confidently. The name's Ham, sir. Oh, why, Ham? It is surely a pleasure to meet you in the flesh now. And I will give him a very um, gracious handshake and act like I did not just talk shit about him for 15 minutes. <laughs> he looks down at the map like as you guys are shaking hands and he's like, my real dad before, you know, before he died, he was a scout. So he was really good at this sort of stuff. And he taught me a little bit. So that's why that's why Tanj and I were up there in the first place is because I'm pretty good at that. Well, better than better than any of the kids here anyways. I must say, Ham, between your skills with this here instrument and your ability to describe these trails, I think you have a mighty bright future. You should maybe consider joining up with the Legion one of these days. <laughs> Imagine that. Hamilton Colby, knight. You tell I don't think that's for me. You tell him Gautier Desjamaux sent him. They'll let you in. Hmm. Uh, and I'll head off to uh, go to sleep. You guys kind of make your rounds, figuring out where you want to sleep, how you want to situate yourselves in here. And before you know it, Pops kind of like almost running, comes back down this hallway and he 
looks around and he sees Babitha. Miss Miss Burbage, if if you if you don't mind, do you have a moment? Oh, well, for you, darling, I thought too. <laughs> he leads you back down this hallway, and on the opposite side of the hallway, um, on his office was off to the left. He turns you on to the right, um, almost directly across from it, and you go into this other room. And it's not that big; it's a little bit bigger than the office was. And you can see that there's like a dingy mattress and then he has like set up an old crate with like a sheet over it and there's a candle burning on the top and there's like there's there's a single loaf of bread with a stick of butter and he gestures you over honestly love that date bread and butter (laughs) yeah Listen, this when is the, the scent hits this this your nose like a very smooth <laughs> gnome, that's smooth. <laughs> one of, one of my children's one of my children procured this loaf of bread from the finest bakery in Crescia. Now, apologies, that's not saying much, but it doesn't get any better than this. Oh, well, I am just so honored that you're willing to break bread with me, literally. So you guys have this nice little meal. Again, it's just bread and butter and then like some really cheap old wine. Nothing in here is like of any quality, but you can see like he's trying with what he's got. As the conversation kind of turns, it's generally pretty. uh, He's a little chatty and open with you. And as it kind of turns towards your guys's business, he mentions to you that if you guys were heading towards Crescent Dome, there is a possibility that I could expedite your journey towards the dome i couldn't do this unless a proper donation to home was given i have to maintain a certain status quo for the children Uh, now maybe some people would call this extortion but i think that you guys are more well off than we are and i feel like an exchange of information for money and well gaultier certainly is i mean just look at that shiny boy i mean he's just polished i mean from tit to tail i mean that just he's he's just a little early i think he he bathes in money i don't understand it uh the rest of us uh well we're not as um well let's just say we're very privileged to uh have been recently outfitted by the king he leans back in his in his very short gnome chair he leans back And he says, well, if I had to put an actual number on it, this is just me talking out loud. I know that we're on a fine day, but I could probably expedite your journey to Crescent Dome. You could be there in two days time for a donation worth 20 gold pieces. That would set the home up for quite some time. 2020. You you talk to your friends. You talk to your friends. This isn't a business arrangement. This is for pleasure. I hate it the way you said pleasure. <laughs> how much money do we actually have? Yeah. A, do we have any money? B, how long does it normally take to get to Christian Dome? Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know how so much we money you have. Get money ever in this game? Well, you start out. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, what's your starting gold? I think you, you make an interesting yeah, point, Galtier. starting gold. Because the way we built our characters, you had us pick out equipment and then we negotiated with you for equipment. So we never did starting gold. Oh, well, I know that uh, Ms. B gave you guys some gold pieces. I, th- I think she gave seven, you seven. seven. I might be wrong. I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, you guys tell me. Put a reasonable number on it. Look at your starting gold, Galtier. I would put your starting gold at a noble's. At like, I don't know what your background actually is, but like a noble starting gold is what you would My have. Character sheet says I have fifteen gold pieces, but I don't okay. know where they came from. I was looking at old character sheets to just like see if I I missed anything, and I just have a note um, that says, in quotes, "It's a fuck or get fucked world." Um, and that's it. That's that's the only note I have on my level one yeah. sheet or my level one character sheet. That's got to be uh, <laughs> ideals or something, right? Like that's like that's like a guiding principle. For lots that's of in them. flaws. I started out with fifteen gold pieces, and then I just sold my dagger for ten. I also have some from Miss B. Yeah, my noble starting gold is twenty five gold pieces. Um, I feel like Galtier probably is a man of much higher means, but I do think it checks out that he doesn't walk around with a ton of money because he is like clad in a bunch of expensive shit anyway. So we have 25, 15, 15, and 7. So 53, 52 gold. I have 25 in total as well. Oh, right. You have 25. Yeah. So. And, and Nick, do we know how far, like, is get us to the dome in two days? A significant improvement over like our horses. It's it's pretty good. Getting to the dome from where you are in the city would probably take you like mm-hmm. a week. Like it's a pretty it's it's a ways down the river out of the city. Like it'd probably take you a day to get out of the city first of all, and then you have to get down river a little ways and then actually climb the dome to get there in two days. Is like that's also, pretty pretty darn good time. Have we, we ever really like, talked we, about is, it? Is there a place we could hitch them up outside? Like are we just wreck? Like okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. You put them in a in the Crescent boarding house. It's it's called it's called horse home. Left on the uh, directional pad and whistle for my horse and just have it appear out of nowhere. Um, well, you're in the sewer, so. God, oh my god! It's, oh it's my a road god. horse home. <laughs> it's safe to assume that if Pops can get you guys there that fast, he probably would have hooked Willow up That's to true. get her there too. Well, let me talk to the fancy boy. I myself only have 15 gold to my, you know, person for all of my my affects. And then, I mean, and I know I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't tell you that, but if I had just a little bit too much of this wine, it's good though, right? Like at first it kind of burns, but then you, know, you kind of, you drink enough mm-hmm. of it and then it's mm-hmm. kind of pleasant after, after a while. It's a- Yes, it's an acquired it taste. Is. It's not all bad. After a glass, it's it tastes not all better. Bad. No, so let me talk to the fancy boy. I mean, the reality is that we've got to get this. Oh. We've got to get this shard. It's just, you know, it's kind of our whole thing. Um, and if we don't do that, what do we do, you know? Oh, Babitha, you have lovely eyes. I love the shine of your head. <laughs> Pops leans forward and, sm- and smooches his lips and starts to lean in. Liza just gets a migraine. <laughs> and <laughs> and then it's tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, what time does Babitha make her way back to the office? Oh, in the morning. The Walk of Pride. She sleeps in the semi-private room, thank you very much. <laughs> Liza walks... Uh, I, I'm going to say that Liza wakes up while everyone else is like very early and kind of just walks around to trying to get a try and get a vibe of the area with other people not around. 
So of note, first thing in the morning, all of the kids in all of the kids at home, like wake up very, very early. And like you hear them chittering and, and running around and they but they don't stay. They all leave. Um, so you're hearing them like get ready for their days, whatever their day may be. They are like gearing up to go do stuff. Um, and they're all out pretty early, given how you guys choose to spend your morning, like you're crisscrossing pads with them as they're putting their their jackets on or their sweatshirts on, heading out, tying tying their shoes. It's like kids going to school in the morning, you know, just imagine that there's 37 of them trying to squeeze out of here at the same time. I'm debating whether or not to have Liza turn into Willow and try and procure some extra supplies and information from the uh, I would not children. do that when Willow is set to be punished. Okay, uh, that that's a good point of not not turning into Willow. Um, then Liza's just going to wake up and be kind of boring. They feel as though it's uh, this is a place where it's kids freak them out because they are. It's not even like it's not so much creepy. It's just like they have a a complete innocent ability to suss out like uh, patterns that adults just kind of gloss over because they they just notice weird things that adults just kind of just take as whatever that's just them whereas the kid like actively is like why is that uh and so changing themselves around kids is always a bit more difficult and a bit more of a of a crapshoot because the kid may notice like a weird little detail that willow or what why did i say willow uh, that Liza will potentially just kind of get caught up on, even though, I mean, they're, they're a pro. They, they really haven't been caught for years. It's still kids are a wild card. Babitha, something a little bit bizarre happens to you in the morning as you make your way out and you're catching your, your... If she, if she gets a fucking chest burster... <laughs> Something bizarre happens to you in the morning. Um, it's not a chest burster, fortunately. Uh, so you're you're finding your way. You can tell that Blep is a little bit irritated with you, but he still is like trying to urge you um, into like a little alcove, uh, maybe under the stairs. These like metal stairs that go up to the second floor, and he he croaks at you a few times. <laughs> You understand what he says. Nobody else does. And he opens up his his robe and he pulls out from in his robe this like very, very ornate red book with this gold trim. And it almost has like flourishes on every corner. I don't know how to describe it, like like um, gold metal wrappings around each corner. Um, it's a very, very ornate book. And you look at the title of it and it's like the the words on the front of the book don't make sense it's like you feel like you can almost get a read for what they are you can almost make out a word and then it's like they like turn they shift and you can't you can't read it and blep hands it to you and just shrugs Babithic takes it and goes you're absolutely right it's fascinating I, I, I wonder, I mean, is it, she's, uh, clearly she's kind of turning it over in her hands, you know, inspecting the binding and the metal end caps and things. And, you know, I, I think it's magical. I'm not, 
not mechanical. I just, I wonder. And she opens the cover. Flipping through this book, like every page looks almost the same as the cover. It's like there's writing in the center six inches. So the book is like, it's, it's a pretty big book. It's like a, like a 12 inch by, by 10 inch hardback book and like flipping it open in the middle, like six inches of every page is the same script that it's, it's, there's just a few lines written and like, you just can't comprehend it. Try as you might staring at it. You almost can see something and then it turns and you flip the page and it's the same thing. And you flip the page and it's the same thing. This is fascinating, Blep. Good find, my friend. I think perhaps... Well, I don't think they'll notice if this goes missing. What's a, what's a cup of sugar, my friends? So what do you guys want to do? Uh, after Babitha's lovely evening with Pops, she comes and finds you guys, lets you know that there is an, a more expeditious route towards the dome that Pops is willing to share with us for 20 gold. Now, I don't know what you guys are thinking in terms of the mayor, if we need to tie up that loose end, you know, because we have the information that we were going to get from the mayor. Um... So I kind of, so like on the one hand, we could just do nothing, but on the other hand, we could go to the mayor and be like, Hey, give us that hundred gold. Yeah. I mean, I think we we definitely want to get whatever information the mayor has because it's shard related. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that because the, it sounds like the shortcut is managed by pops, which means Willow probably also used it. So I don't know that like spending this day doing another thing is going to be a huge problem. You know, I think she's got us beat yeah. either way. Um, but we want to see what's up with the mayor. Maybe we can also get some money out of it, which could pay for us to take the shortcut. Yeah. Uh, that seems like a win-win to me. And then also like, I fucking don't, I don't trust this mayor, man. Oh, that I was, don't either. And that I was some bullshit. <laughs> I don't trust yeah. any of them. I mean, yeah. Pops, no. Pops seems like. Lesser of two evils. Well, yeah, it's just like, Pops has a, has a, I mean, to me, I just, maybe it's just, max's personal uh flaw of uh not trusting anybody but like having the idea of everyone knows i should be in charge is uh not a good thing both in max's and in liza's brain yeah no totally agree i think pops is just the like he's the asshole we understand with the mayor i'm like what uh, what's your deal What's going on with yeah. you? I don't. I don't understand. Yeah. I can tell you're abusing your power, but I'm not sure to what ends. So I'd like to investigate that a little bit. But mostly, I just want to see if they have additional shard info. Galtier um, will also sort of info dump on what he found out from uh, Hamilton, uh, and kind of let everybody know that he now has um, a, a decent map with some decent, you know, directions on how to get to the side of the shard. So we could, we could attempt that first, but I feel like. What the information we're getting from the mayor is theoretically about this as well, so better to get that first. And get, and get paid and make sure that, you know, our ruse worked. 
I'm, I was thinking about asking Pops to send one of the children to go cause a big scene and wail and cry and then, you know, go go uh, take down Billiam's head. But now I'm realizing we have Eliza for that um, and they can just be whoever they want to be. Um, just to kind of, just to clarify, like, why we didn't have the head to, like, bring to her. That's an excellent idea. I'm also curious, do we know if... Uh... Our old friend Willow has sought out to return with that particular shard. Perhaps our mission is less one of uh, recovery and one of interception. Hey, Liza, look at this weird book Blet found. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Super weird. Cool, though. I can. I just feel like I just feel like I can almost read it. You know? Can Liza do an Arcana check on this thing just to see if there's any info or? Oh, yeah, I totally should have investigated this book, I guess. Wonderful. That is a full-on four. <laughs> Tell me everything now. Look, doesn't take a fool to know that this book well, now, is some of course, sort of Liza, magic. I read both the common tongue as well as the elvish script. Let me just read this to you and uh, explain what it says in here. Gontier will just, like, he'll just lean right over your shoulder and stare at it for a few minutes and say, well, it seems like you've got this covered. <laughs> should I, should, uh, now that we're taking a moment to really investigate it further, Abitha's trying to kind of parse out what this is. She knows it's magic, so I don't know if it needs to really be an arcana check or if it's more of an investigation check, like what she's trying to... She's studying it, so I guess that's investigation. They're the same modifier. I yes. That's a 13. Yeah, you can't glean any information from this thing. Well, it's going to require some further study, but I think we'll wait till we get out into the city with it before, just to make sure that we don't um, draw too much attention to ourselves, as it were. Yeah, you definitely think, like, you're close to almost being able to read some of them before they before they flip. And you definitely think, like, with a little bit of study, maybe you can make some of this out. It's just it's just very curious. Do you guys want to make your way out of the sewers, back up into the city, and yeah, head back towards it. the courthouse? Mm-hmm. I think so. Let's do it. <laughs> do it. Just do it. Montage! You weasel and wind your way back up through the sewers. You climb the, the metal grate stairs by the, the shit river outside. Um, you get up up top and start making your way through the city and on your path headed towards the courthouse you round this corner and you see in the middle of the road walking directly towards you is a familiar sight of a two-headed dire wolf with a goblin on its back and the two heads are down on the ground and they're both you see for a second as they're sniffing the ground going both ways and then you see behind Sturg and Girk is another two-headed dire wolf. And walking behind that two-headed dire wolf is a two-headed giant, an Eden. Liza is not thrilled. We'll see you next time on Knuckleballs. Knuckle bones. Guys, we're 10 knuckles deep. That is 
such a gross thing that I know Will keeps saying. <laughs> Welcome to your tenth knuckle. <laughs> Thank you for scrying in this evening. I am, as you know, Alden O'Shaughnessy for Scrynet. I'm reporting to you today from the old Oak Tavern in Madrigal's Crimson District, where the common folk cautiously venture out again, bringing business back to the city for the first time since the Echo's appearance. None, however, are happy. The King's Draft, the first of its kind, has angered the patrons of the old Oak. Zandro Bim, your thoughts are plans. Yeah, I'm curious why Bly is thinking a draft? For what? Everyone knows the Echoes are harmless. Ah, the Echoes do indeed appear to be harmless, Andrew. What do you make of the rumors of hordes of creatures sweeping through the ash melt as well as other reports, Andrew? The rumors? Yeah, they're rumors. You can't trust everything you hear, you know. I haven't seen anything here in Madrigal that scares any, me or any of the other guys. Understood, Zandro, and thank you for your time. I would like to interject here to note, I have seen firsthand the damage done by these hordes, dear viewer, and it is very real indeed. Another draftee, Kerr Bernstein, says he's scared. Kerr, in your own words, why does the draft frighten you? Well, Alden, I have a family to protect, and I can't do that unless I'm here. You know, home. Yes, it seems immediate protection is on many of your minds, isn't it? Yeah, Alden. Madrigal is a safe place, but if you draft everyone and send them to fight the threat unknown in the Ash Belt, who's going to protect Madrigal? Who's going to be here if something goes wrong? Indeed, indeed. A fair concern, Kerr. And I thank you for your time. As for now, all we can do is trust in the king and his council to make the right decisions to protect the realms as he has always done. The Blythe family has kept us safe for generations, but have they ever really seen times of trouble? Only time will tell. Until next time, keep calm and may the light fill the void. Thank you for scrying in this evening. I am, as you know, Maldon O'Shaughnessy for Skynet. Long days and pleasant nights. I'm dumb and not funny. <laughs>